time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 43. My name is Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron DeLosa. And I'm Glenn Bovey. Thanks for checking us out on cinemageekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Tumblr. Uh, quickly, before we jump into anything, uh, corrections department from last week's podcast. I have to jump on this right away. Uh, last week's episode was number 42, and uh, more than one or two people were kind enough to point out to me that in the opening of the show, I refer to it as episode 41. My mistake. Uh, so anybody who had listened to episode 41 and then downloaded episode 42 and heard me say episode 41 again, please re-download it. You did not uh, delete a repeat episode. Was uh, was one of the emails from that douchebag who trolled us for the first time? Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, it was not. And he, I'm still waiting for his epic response to you calling his... Uh, uh, his town uh, reeking of a, a paper mill. Like I believe. a paper mill. <laughs> yes, yeah. I believe is what you referred to uh, to his hometown as. I mean, it's uh, probably but... it's probably hard to get the Wi-Fi connection up in uh, the trailer park that he lives in. <laughs> Eating lukewarm spaghetti-o straight out of the can, sitting on his mom's old shitbag couch that's on the front yard. Fuck he, you, sir. He did. He did this Star Trek. Uh, I think is a stab at me, but Aaron has since confided in me on a previous podcast that he's seen Star Trek Into Darkness and really dug it, which also uh, Glenn did as well, so that makes three of us. So really, he's I think he's insulting all of us simultaneously, yeah. and uh, that that sort of behavior will not stand on this podcast. Uh, although I, I think Aaron would be more than happy to engage in some sort of flame war over the podcast if you want to keep <laughs> sending bullshit in. Uh, we will respond in kind. Just so at your own risk, just know I will insult the scent of your hometown vigorously. <laughs> Yes, beware, especially from, <laughs> especially if you're from Flint or Detroit, perhaps. Right. Uh, it, even worse in that in in those uh, scenarios. Uh, it was a really slow week this week. There was no news. You can always tell if we've hit a if we've hit a bump in the road when it comes to to movie and television news. If you go to the uh, the website on the right hand side of the screen where we have the most recent articles listed, and the most recent article is the article containing last week's podcast so there has literally been nothing i uh, i really blame hollywood for that one for not doing shit this week yeah i mean they could have released something that was worth watching or, or at least you know what N- they should have had the presence of mind to know that it was a slow week and pushed you know some kind of news out for the <laughs> public to consume uh, of any kind but leak those long-awaited queen latifah selfies something yeah from that dolly parton picture she did with her we've been waiting oh yeah before long. they fisted each other yeah that was a good one <laughs> I thought I thought that was motor boating. I thought that's what they did in that movie. I, I, I might 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 have been more like anal boating, <laughs> if I remember that scene correctly. But I could be confusing it with another film, so don't quite quote me on that. Glenn, did you see the Dolly Parton Queen Latifah picture from a couple of years ago? Or can't remember. Uh, about yeah, it. unfortunately, I did see you that. You saw that? <laughs> wow. So, it, am I really confusing it with another movie? Do they not get down on each other in that? <laughs> I don't. No, they don't. But I, think you I can the... see where you got confused. Hmm. I was gonna say, uh, I think Aaron maybe caught the director's cut. Of, yeah, of that song. What was it called? Like joyful I, noise or joyful something. Joyful noise. Yeah, it, and I, I must have seen maybe like the French version of the theatrical trailer because <laughs> there was some odd shit on there. <laughs> um, well, before we before we get into anything that's remotely recent, Aaron, I wanted to get your opinion on a couple of the things we talked about on, on last week's podcast, just to 
quickly get your thoughts on them, starting okay, with sure. uh, starting with the uh, the the. I'm sure you've read up on the Jurassic Park news by now that they've uh, given it a name, and there's even a basic, I guess, plot outline for the movie that's uh, been bandied about a little bit. Do you have any yeah, uh, Jurassic World? Yes. Right? Any any particular thoughts on this? Because Glenn and I, uh, I, I don't know exactly Glenn's feelings on this, but my feelings are pretty clear. I know Joe McDonald's a big Jurassic Park fan, but I thought the, the movies kind of got worse sequentially as they occurred. Yeah, uh, Jurassic Park was great, Lost World was okay, and the third one was was pretty bad. Yeah, the third, yeah, they were just, uh, yeah, they really did. They, they got terrible uh, the longer you went on, but I mean, you know, it, it, it'll be a good chance for them to, to eat a lot utilize today's technology mm-hmm. uh whether they can do with cgi and you know the, the different art houses as far as effects and all that so i mean it, let's be real nobody really gives a shit about story in movies like this i mean look at transformers look how much money they make you know it's just it's right, giant right. robots just beating the you know beating right. the christ out of each other and that's all I want, that's all we want to see for dinosaurs is the same thing agree so, i mean I, oh, it, it, as long as it's got a little bit more plot storyline than something the asylum would put out on sci-fi every wednesday yeah. i think it's got a good shot at doing a little something Right. I mean, I think at the end of the day, um, the only problem that people run into these movies is when their bullshit movie is filled with too much bullshit. Yeah. Uh, like Jurassic Park was fun. Lost World was fun. But then when you get a dinosaur with a fucking cell phone and his stomach ringing that the people could hear. And a kid uh, with a flask of piss. Yeah. That yeah. one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> scares the little ones away, but it attracts a big one with a fin. How'd you get it? You don't want to know. <laughs> Cut to the golden shower extended scene. God, it, <laughs> that's, it sounds really bad when you take it out of context like that. Yes, it does. <laughs> it does not hold up well. Um, how did you react, Aaron, when you heard that J.K. Rowling will be penning her first screenplay for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? Actually, I don't even know if that's what the movie is going to be called, but um, it is based off of the... Te- you know, every time I say it, it I, I'm almost sure, I'm almost positive <laughs> these movies are going to be good. Uh, I really think they are. But when you set up the premise, it sounds so terrible. The movie, based off of a textbook in another movie, uh, I mean, that sounds like such a terrible premise. But I'm almost positive the movies are going to be good. But are, are you, uh, does, are you interested in this? Or were you kind of hoping they would uh, expand the the Potterverse more directly instead of uh, in this way, which is basically expanding it, but they're going like far, far away from anything that you, you know, are really associated with in those movies. I right. think it's like set 70 years in the past or something. Yeah, I've uh, I, I've actually never read a single Harry Potter book, so uh, I don't quite have the, uh, I don't know, I, I guess the fear <laughs> about right, right, uh, right. this possible movie project coming out that uh, that other Harry Potter fans do. I mean, I really started getting Harry Potter, you know, obviously from the films. And then, you know, when I was on vacation in London from doing the studio tour and all that, like, it's really like, you know, it really gives you an appreciation for all that they're doing. So, yeah, I'm excited for it uh, to see what they can do. You know, it, it, it's almost going to be like, uh, you know, like you said, it's going to take place in the same universe, the same Potterverse, essentially, but it's not going to focus on any of those characters. But my only thing about the, the transition of the books from the movies is essentially, like, as far as I understand it, the way the last book ended, like with the last scene when they skip from Harry going from, like, 20 to, like, 52 yeah, yeah yeah i mean it, like that's my one problem is like i i still whenever i hear someone talk about harry potter and how great it is i'm like well it is great but did this fucker do nothing 
like of of note in the in, like in the thirty years, you know what I mean? Like right. you know, he, he he saved the entire goddamn you know realm of existence. He had no other for, for humans and wizards, and then the whole time he just fucking you know started dressing bad and you know got gray and you know and had a few kids. Like that's all this fucker did. Like he literally like you know he exemplified uh you know every high school quarterback's fucking life peak. <laughs> In your late teens, and then don't do shit the rest of your life. Like right. that's my one hang-up. Is like, what did he do? You know what I mean? It's like he had to do fucking something else that was awesome. Like that's just my one hang-up. Yeah. So you know, that just might be me in my nerd rage, or you know, the the completionism is just you know oozing out. Like I just I want to know what the fuck happened. But you know, it, unfortunately, that's a gift we're never going to be given. So right. If uh, if all we can do is deal with their version of the uh, crocodile hunter, I'll go with it. Um, so we, uh, Glenn and I talked about the, the, the infamous Bieber, uh, Instagram <laughs> picture that was thrown up on the interwebs. Now, uh, in the Facebook posting, I made sure to not mention that, uh, the tweet from funny or die, because, you know, just, just cause I wanted to have the same reaction. I, uh, other people seeing it that I got when I saw it at first, because right. I just glanced at it at first and, um, you know, I was just like, what the, what, what the fuck until I, you know, went to his actual Twitter profile and saw the the thing from earlier in the day when he said working on Funny or Die. Uh, and Glenn and I already talked about how much that actually makes sense if they're going to do some sort of uh, video surrounding this because of obviously the uh, the rage that exploded over Ben Affleck being cast as Batman. I'm sure people saw comedy gold in their eyes when they were like, oh shit, wh- who could they have cast as Robin? That would be a worse casting choice. And everyone immediately went to Bieber, of course. Uh, so from a comedic standpoint, uh, brilliance. But uh, you noticed quite a few things about the uh, the script that he posted uh, that were uh, very clearly dead giveaways that it was not legitimate. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, there were quite a few things. Uh, like instantly, like you know, like everyone else, I jump on Twitter just trying to figure out, like you know. Once I actually had to breathe into a bag for about a minute and a half and you know calm myself down, I had a sandwich and kind of thought about it for a second. Uh, I went back to the computer, started doing some digging, and really, uh, anyone who's actually seen a movie script or you know the actors are always posting them for for giant movies they're on. They come hardcover, you know, binded. They're you know essentially you know they look like Bibles. They're just all black, one color. There's no movie logo on there. There's no title. There's no goddamn name of you know the actor that's doing it. So I mean, there's a few things there that I found fishy uh, right away. And then going, you know, just like you did, going to his Twitter and all that, you saw the funnier die thing, and he's also working on stuff for uh, uh, for Saturday Night Live at the same time. So I mean, there was a lot of stuff that I that right away I'm like, this is complete horseshit. But there's always still that that nagging feeling where you're like, oh my god, I I really hope it's bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just you know, not knowing what Hollywood's gonna throw at you. I mean, they could decide to rat me and you know just shit right on your face and demand, you know, 1250 for it. You're going to, of course you're going to see it still. Also, Uh, also it says based off Batman, the dark Knight falls. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, it, there's just a lot of bullshit about it. I mean, uh, of course in my head immediately, I go back to start thinking, uh, you know, the movie said, I think they should base it off of would be the dark Knight returns. Uh, Uh, and I, I jump immediately like the Robin in that movie was actually uh, a 13 year old girl who has red hair, but it is shockingly similar to the way Beaver wears his quaff nowadays. 
And so really, I was just sitting there like for like a split second. I was like, oh, fuck. And it just really like the, the <laughs> fear thought, just came bubbling right back up to the surface. Be, be honest. You thought it was inspired. Yeah. Casting. And, and, then, and then once I woke up, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, OK, it's like, no, 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 we're we're OK. That This is still bullshit. But I mean, you know, they, they, there was just a, a lot of horseshit in the picture itself where, I mean, you know, I could see, uh, you know, a lot of people really freaking out. But once you actually sit down to think about it, you know, it was. We we joked about it. We joked about it last week. But Aaron, would you be okay if Bieber was in this movie, if they played out uh, one of the one of the famous scenes from the Batman uh, comic universe and the Joker beats Robin to death with a crowbar? Yeah, the killing joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah would this exactly. Be, uh, would this be? Uh, would that be an acceptable use of Justin Bieber in this movie? If that were as long that? as it was a snuff film and shit actually got real. <laughs> absolutely um and then you were brilliant enough to post uh what was this post you uh you threw up here from with chris o'donnell yeah it was like the next day chris o'donnell did the same thing just you know threw it up there himself and i instantly was like you know it it, it better i mean not perfect but better <laughs> that is a step <laughs> up holy rusted metal batman oh god yeah that was the metal oh. it has holes in it see i'm making a joke and right. I've just pointed out to you. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that just just makes you taste Th- farts. Just ugh, all that combined is just. It, Thanks it's a not bunch, great. Schumacher. It's really. <laughs> God, him and Brett Ratner both, they just they deserve just the worst in life. Oh, <laughs> um, OK, so that I mean, that pretty much wrapped up what we uh, what we were talking about. Last week, have you been able to have you been able to dig up any 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 tidbits, any any little morsels of, of information this week at all? Uh, just kind of doing my due diligence. Uh, I've really I, I can't stop looking at the Doctor Who 50th anniversary poster they released. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I'm talking up to like 700 percent magnification. I mean, I'm really <laughs> trying to study everything I can. Uh, from the John Hurt picture, and you pixel know, pixel by it, pixel, sir. It, it's ridiculous the amount of time I've spent staring at this thing. It, I, I should probably find something more constructive to do with my day, but you know, let's be honest. It's an awesome uh, poster. I, it I, is. It, it's great, and there are a few little things in here that I'm noticing. Uh, you know, that are interesting. Bad Wolf for one, I saw. The Bad Wolf reference. I mean, of course, there, there's Daleks being shredded everywhere. There's a very one of the very first style Tardises in the back. So I mean, th- I think they're really trying to set you up for the actual timeline, uh, as 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 to where you know John Hurt sits. And it's interesting also that his sonic screwdriver is red, like the light on his screwdriver is red. Yeah, he's like so, I mean, Vader. They, he's like the yeah, Vader exactly. of Time yeah. Lords. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of weird shit going on in there. And uh, I read the other day Stephen Moffat uh, had indicated that the Doctor does indeed only have 12 regenerations. So people are starting to think maybe Peter Capaldi, Peter Capaldi might be the last one. Uh, but knowing Stephen Moffat, you know he, uh, you know he's gonna come up with something good. But my question is, like, you know, if John Hurt is, you know, a, a Dark Doctor, like he is the Lost Doctor. Uh, as everything we, we've been told and read so far, that you know, he he falls in between uh, McGann and Eccleston, right. like that essentially would make Matt Smith twelve. Right. Correct. So Capaldi's already going to be going to be a thirteenth regeneration. So I'm assuming they're going to have to address the the regeneration numbers uh, in the fiftieth anniversary episode or you know in, in the Christmas episode. I mean, it, it's got to mm-hmm. it's got to come to fruition unless you know they just don't talk about it and that'll be the big long arcing storyline uh for the next season it's it's ridiculously i'm i'm way overexcited 
yeah. uh, for and all it, of this. And it's what makes matters. I'm typing up an email right now. Sorry to cut you off about you know the the Sarah Jane Chronicles, where Matt Smith's doctor said he could regenerate like a few hundred times. Stephen Moffat has come out very recently and said that he was joking. So, right, right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, making matters worse is that it's literally two months away from airing still. Yeah, it's driving me nuts. Because part part of me knows like because they. They've been they've been shooting stuff. I've been seeing production shots from the Christmas special now. Christmas so they right now too, they've yeah. got to be really really close to to finishing up post on the day of the doctor. And part of me knows that they're, we're going to be like a month away or something like that, and they're going to have the episode there, but just can't air it for like four more weeks. Well, and, uh, uh, it's driving crazy. For anyone hoping to maybe get a glimpse of it early, uh, much like the snafu with the uh, the series two. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not the series two. The uh, the, the last series, the, the part two Blu-ray that mm-hmm. shipped uh, like a week early to to America, so everybody knew how the last episode ended before it actually aired. Uh, <laughs> they are Amazon is currently taking pre-orders for the 50th anniversary special, so that'd be a good way to go uh, to the Cinema Geekly League from from Amazon. Order yes. that DVD Absolutely. and just hope you get it really early. That way you can really up your nerd credit by knowing uh, the 50th anniversary spoilers for anyone else even sees it. I may go pre-order that right now while we're talking <laughs> on the podcast. I didn't even know it was uh, I didn't even know it was up on Yes, Amazon. sir. They're, they're really leaning forward on all uh, on a lot of this uh, pre-order business. Excellent. Yeah, I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going in on this for sure. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. Blu-ray. I'm, I'm, yes, everybody, <laughs> I'm literally doing this right now. Uh, 20.99 right there for pre-order. And pre-order. <laughs> there, I yeah. have just bought something. Well, I've pre-purchased something uh, as we speak on the podcast right now. So just that easy. Uh, yeah, and everything I'm reading too. Apparently, the Christmas episode, you know, is specifically starting to detail now the fall of the 11th. So. Who the hell knows where John Hurt actually falls in the canon of Doctor Who? I mean, because they called him the Doctor, so I mean, you know, it, it, maybe he's not the Doctor. Maybe he's the person where, you know, the, when the Doctor had his actual name, you know, on Gallifrey, he came across he came across John Hurt. You know, whatever went down went down, and then he became the Doctor from there. Like it's they got to explain a lot of shit. Oh my God, it just November twenty third cannot. Just get here fast enough. Holy Christ. Oh, and you uh, you also mentioned that you saw a couple of movies recently, too. Did you not? I have. What'd you, what, okay, so what'd you, what'd you see? I saw uh, The World's End, which I absolutely loved. Yeah, we talked about that last week. It was it was so good. Uh, I wholeheartedly approve. Four, I think I gave it four and a half or something like that, which, Aaron, I think you might think that's too low, perhaps. <laughs> Uh, it, <laughs> it was actually, uh, I've been doing some thinking about it because initially like, I'm oh my God, that's a five. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. you, you can't, you can't not, you know, look at it like that. Um, but when you actually sit and reflect on the story and reflect on what they're actually trying to do in the story, I mean, you know, it, granted it's about, you know, robots who are trying to take over society, make everyone better, aliens, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but it's also really about all these friends coming together and just, you know, them, you know, uh, being codependent for their friend they're enabling the, this alcoholic friend of theirs i mean through the whole movie just it, it's really like it, it i don't want to sound like a like a dick but i know i will it, it speaks <laughs> on a lot of different levels uh as, as far as like you know the tone of the movie and the themes of what they're trying to get across i mean i thought it was absolutely just a brilliant movie and yeah it uh four and a half it definitely maybe even you know four and three quarters uh you know according to this guy 
Yeah, it was it was super good. Um, I didn't know how to properly shade in four and three quarter geeky glasses, so <laughs> I just went with a very simple half, uh, the half, uh, the half grading system. Right. Um, so what's the uh, what's the other thing you caught? Saw so, this is the end. Oh, of course, the other comedy, the other apocalypse, yes. <laughs> right, with a very similar title. I also I also thought that was really excellent as well. Would you What did you think? I thought it was good. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably ballpark it maybe like you know three and a half, uh, three and three quarters uh, region. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it there's not gonna be anything you know mind shatteringly uh, deep about it. You're not gonna go in there and it's not gonna be you know seeking a friend for the end of the world or anything. But yeah, yeah, for me it was, it was funny. Jokes. I mean, it, yeah. it was very, it was very Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg kind of humor. Uh, all these celebrities playing essentially the tabloid versions of themselves. Uh, I thought it was great. You know, a lot of laughs. Yeah, it was super good. Um... Oh, and I will be seeing Jaws, uh, Jobs soon, so expect a scathingly low uh, rating for that tub of shit when I'm done watching it. Well, maybe it possibly be Aaron's first actual review that makes it onto the website. <laughs> It'll just be this, Aaron, I think this long, de- flowing, just vitriol of hate. I think Aaron's determined to to drag it down because, the uh, the Glenn, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but for the last couple of years we've done... Uh, a blog at the end of the year where, uh, where I catalog the best movies based on the ratings. And I usually include everything that's three and a half or above. But since we started, uh, since we started including other more than one reviewer, cause for a while it was just me reviewing everything. And once we started adding Stephanie in, uh, I'd started averaging scores. So it's more of like a team score instead of just individual people, uh, grading stuff. So, uh, you know, some movies didn't make it onto the, the, the best of list last year because uh, maybe she gave it a high score and I didn't give it a high score or uh, <laughs> vice versa or whatever. Uh, and she really liked Jobs and Aaron really hates Jobs. And I think it's Aaron's secret mission now <laughs> to uh, to make sure he can get his review on the website uh, to drag down her score so it does not make the Cinema Geekly Best of 2013 list. <laughs> Um, and that, I wish I could rate it negative just to really knock it down. That, or I'm just gonna rate every goddamn movie I see between now and then five. Just, I mean, and not, and not really bump it off. I mean, and not spitefully so. I mean, Aaron. No, is this is nothing against Stephanie at all. You know, she she likes a lot of movies I like. You know, and and you know, we have differences of opinions. Like, if we all just sucked each other's assholes about you know what great reviews we did and. And similar movies, it'd be pretty boring. My only thing is, like, Ashton Kutcher is just so wooden and just untalented and just such a bag of cocks. Oh, <laughs> that that should really be. He put should put that on his like uh, on all of his uh... his new Twitter handle should be Ashton Kutcher, <laughs> bag of cocks. <laughs> um, Glenn, sir, you I, I mentioned it last week. It was my Netflix picks, and uh, Orange is the New Black on Netflix and uh, Aaron, uh, I don't know if you've thought about watching it or not, but uh, I, I, I named it as my pick for last week and Glenn apparently binge watched this show and uh, completed it. So what were your, what were your overall thoughts on it? Um, I guess like, uh, I think you're kind of in the same boat with me as far as it's interesting to have a show come through women perspectives um, I always joke about how I'm a big fan of Buffy and the main reason why I love Buffy so much and it's it's cheesy as hell um, is that there's strong female characters in contrast of strong male characters mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when they make a female character strong 
it's to the detriment of a male character. Like, uh, if you see any commercial these days, for the woman to be smart, the man has to be a complete idiot. Idiot, yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. that kind of goes against what your message may be about uh, sexism or whatever, and right. trying and to. And it goes you know, against reality. Let's this woman that, is right? this woman is intelligent <laughs> compared to this idiot over here. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. That's the message. And so yeah. I like about what this show is that. Um, for every like male character they have like in a certain aspect, uh, like with all the COs, um, like Caputo is a captain. Oh, and then there's then his boss is a woman. Right. And then of course you know they, they allude to the warden being male, but you never see him. So she's kind of like the figurehead. And I I I really appreciate that whenever I watch something and they they do that with fe- really strong female characters because it adds a, a more interesting dynamic I think to the story. Right. And whereas well, like the... oh go ahead continue. Whereas, like, uh, in other prison movies, you always see it, a guy in prison. It's always the guy story. And with this one, you there's things I never really even thought of that would be an issue until they talk about it. Like, oh, we have to ration out our tampons. And I'm like, oh, shit. I never even think about that as being well, a problem. Right. Clearly, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Beauvais, Mr. Beauvais might be too young to be aware of the, the fine uh, theatrical films, the Chained Heat series, uh, which specifically deals with women in prison. It's just more of a... Of a of a loving uh, environment, I mean, there's I think plenty you can, of this. You can probably find them late night on Cinemax uh, if you catch my drift. There's plenty. Well, there's plenty of that in Orange Is the New Black as well. Oh, uh, lovely. There's pl- <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of that. There's lots of nudity. There's lots of uh, there's lots of girl on girl action, as it were. But it's none of it. None of it. I don't think is played up specifically as. You know, for sexuality purposes, it's a uh, Brigitte Nielsen was the warden in one of the Chain Heat movies. If that says anything about, <laughs> oh the... my god, oh god, it does. So. It does say a lot, actually. Uh, all the wrong things, I think, is what it's saying. But it it does. Oh, say but a lot. they're so right in so many ways too. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, uh, this uh, it's it's created by the the minds behind Weeds, which I I really loved. I know it had uh, Weeds had its ups and downs, but uh, stylistically and like what they were going for and, 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 uh, the type of humor they wanted to do, uh, all of that stuff. And it, and it feels, it feels like this is like, it, I, and I'm sure weeds was unfiltered quite a bit being on showtime, but uh, somehow this feels like even like more unfiltered, like they don't even have to, you know, it's like, it's the, you know, it's the internet. Nobody gives a fuck. You can say whatever you want on the internet. It doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. Show whatever you want, do whatever you want. Uh, they just have to slap a, a TVMA on it or whatever, and uh, uh, all all is all is in fair play, I guess. But it was, um, I don't know, it was, I, I don't know, man. I, I I'm wondering if you were captivated by it the same way I was. I because I literally couldn't couldn't stop watching, even though I don't think the show is specifically designed to speak to me or even like a male audience per se. But it was just so well done. You know what I mean? The way that they uh, they balanced. Uh, dark humor with with drama and uh, Glenn and I have uh, talked about it already, but they've done uh, just a masterful job, I thought, of of fleshing out all of the characters and not just uh, Piper Chapman, who's the main character, not just the main character, but they've done a good job of of fleshing out a lot of the other uh, inmates as well and giving them uh, like a like real, like real back histories and stuff. They do, uh, Aaron. I don't know if you've watched any of it or not, but they they do some like flashbacks and stuff to tell some backstories or origin stories of some of the other 
inmates and some of them you can empathize with and some of them you're shocked or you know in a minimum security prison uh <laughs> considering what they've done but yeah, yeah I would... uh, after you guys talking about it so much it, it, it's on my watch list so hopefully i'll be getting that here in the next few days yeah i would i would highly 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 recommend it i uh i was watching house of cards and then got sidetracked by this show like uh house of cards had me interested and i thought it was good and uh, I continue to think it's good, but I was just so blown away by Orange is New Black, I just kept watching it and couldn't stop. And apparently the same thing happened to you, Glenn. So yep. mission mission accomplished. It's just a very addicting watch. Uh, it's just it's a fascinating environment. And even, even the male characters, because the women far outnumber the men as far as characters go, most of the men are obviously, you know, work at the prison or are security guards. And... Uh, most of them are douchebags, but they're very strong characters, so the women also hold up really well against them, uh, by and large. Except there's obviously there's the one uh there's the one officer who's not a douchebag. Uh I believe. You know who I'm talking about, Glenn, but Yeah. Is it uh, wrong that I don't hate Mendez? Like despite all the things he does, I don't hate him. Like porn is that st- wrong of me to say? Yeah, porn, porn stash. Porn stash. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, you know I'm, what? Yeah, he's he's oddly likable. Does I mean I don't know he's he's one of those characters, you know, that are like largely detestable human beings that you can't help but like. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't do anything good. I mean, besides the all. one time yeah. when he's like, "That was wrong," and then he doesn't stop it. He just says, "That's wrong," but it's just he can uh, do whatever he does, and I I'll I'm glad he's on the show. Smuggles drugs into the prison. I know. Yeah, he's uh <laughs> he's he's not the he's not <laughs> the shining example of of uh manhood uh in that show for sure not, none of them really are but, no no and jason uh, all, biggs all, actually can act jason biggs can act who the shit knew that right i say bullshit to that i'm watching an episode of that tonight son i gotta <laughs> see what's going on there. i mean let's well hold on let's not raise the bar too high yeah, he's, yeah. He's, <laughs> i mean he's not Lawrence olivier or anything like that but he is he is much better than anything else I'd I'd, I'd seen him in. I've, previous previous to this, I think his best dramatic role was Jersey Girl. So uh, outside of that, this is the uh, and I was joking about Jersey Girl, but this is uh, seriously uh, the best thing I've I've seen him in. He's he's really solid in this. So mm-hmm. uh, well, let's let's pay some bills. This actually, you know what? This week, let's talk about. Amazon Prime. Let's not talk about ship shop and Amazon. Aaron already snuck in a plug about that earlier. Uh, in case you were not paying attention, rewind it a little bit. A, v- a very, a very classy plug, Aaron. That's and it worked. I'm very sneaky with the way I just. <laughs> and it did work. Point. I immediately went to Amazon and <laughs> pre-ordered a uh, pre-ordered a Blu-ray. So uh, tremendous. Uh, but Amazon Prime, that's the other thing we've got going on with Amazon. If you go to cinemageekly.com, there's a banner right on the top of the website that you can click to start a one-month free trial of Amazon Prime. It is tremendous. I highly recommend it. Not only do you get streaming uh, 30,000 movies and television shows, including a lot of stuff that Netflix does not have. And sometimes when Netflix loses stuff, it shows up on Amazon Prime which is the reason I had it in the first place is because some of the stuff I was watching disappeared from Netflix and has since actually never returned, but it, it's still on Amazon Prime to this day. Uh, so 30,000 movies and television shows. Uh, if you have a, uh, a Kindle, the reading device, you have access to their lending library, which is tons and tons and tons of books. It works pretty much like the old Netflix DVD stuff. I don't, do they still do that, you guys? 
Do they still do the Netflix DVD thing? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Neither am I. I don't know anybody who uses it. Yeah, God, I don't really know um, if they do that or not. But it's kind of like that, except digitally. You can you, you get a book, you read it, you uh, you remove it, and then you can get another book and uh, from your queue or whatever. It's uh, it's pretty sweet. And of course, I know a lot of people would point to the streaming is the the big selling point. But for me, I do a lot of a lot of shopping on Amazon because I yeah. figured a long, long time ago why why get trampled on Black Friday trying to buy 16 TVs uh, when I could just easily go to Amazon.com. And I do gotta admit, it is, it is kind of fun tripping old women on it Black is, Friday. It is but... true. That, that's true. That is, in fact, true. Yeah. Uh, I know Aaron does this for fun. I'm sure he has a YouTube channel somewhere that he films all of this and puts it on oh, the Oh, no, no, no. They did. Yeah, I, of course I, not. I, I, of course completely not. off the grid with that, man. Of course not. Uh... <laughs> you look out, old lady, as I'm coming for you. A couple of weeks. <laughs> Glenn's uh, Glenn's going to join you, and you're going to find that dude who trolled us a couple of weeks ago. Oh my god, I, I'm not going to that trailer take, park. Take him Black Friday shopping. I'm going to start tearing partial labels off of like cans of Van Camp pork and beans and denting them and just leave them in a trail yeah. to a cliff, and hopefully he just jumps right off. Fuck you, sir. <laughs> what that is is a, a long way of saying... That with Amazon, Buy Amazon Prime, Prime. With Amazon Prime, you get free two-day shipping on literally millions of items. It's it's seventy-nine dollars one-time payment. You get it for the whole year. No monthly payments after that. Uh, it's actually cheaper than Netflix or Hulu Plus if you take your seven ninety-nine and add it up. Uh, seventy-nine dollars a year is is actually a little bit cheaper. Plus, like I said, that two-day shipping on millions of items, especially this time of year, we're getting close. I've mentioned a bunch of times, close to the holiday season, yep. uh, that two-day shipping will come in handy. I know it's going to come in handy for me. And, uh, of course, if you're worried about watching your streaming stuff, you don't want to watch it on your computer screen because who the fuck really does? Let's let's not fool ourselves. It, we may be encroaching further and further into the digital age, but nobody really wants to sit down and watch a whole bunch of shit uh, on their computer screen. Amazon Prime is available in app form on the PS3, Xbox 360, the Wii, the Roku box, the Wii U. Uh, by the by the way, do we know anybody who owns a Wii U? Huh. Stunned silence. Uh, I, I don't believe I do at all, no. Oh, no, no. We lost Glenn, I think. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know anybody who owns one either. Hopefully we're going to get Glenn back. The weather in Texas may be a little, uh, Glenn's back. Yep. I don't know what happened. Well, we, uh, well, in the midst of trying to get you back, we hypothesized that perhaps a tornado rolled through. It is Texas after all. And, uh, everything I know, everything I know about Texas says that you get tornadoes every month of the year. I don't think that's necessarily true, but I'm still going with that. So was it a tornado, Glenn? Confirm or deny? Um, not quite. It was uh, three Sharknadoes that surrounded my apartment <laughs> complex. That's what and, you get uh, for giving it a bad review, sir. And I went outside, and I was wondering what was going on. And thank God there was a chainsaw next to me that I was able to start up right away and <laughs> chainsawed my way through that bitch. It's, a, it's so convenient. I, I just love it when there's a chainsaw right when you need one. Yeah, you know, whiskey, chainsaw, and guns. That's just, just, just how we live down here. Uh, but anyway, to, to, to wrap this all up, the banner on top of the website, you just click it to go to Amazon.com. You can start a one-month free trial. Amazon sends us some money for referring you. 
if you don't like it, you can cancel before they start charging you anything uh, at any time. But I would highly recommend the seven. It's totally worth the seventy nine dollars. In fact, you're gonna. It's totally worth it just in the uh, all of the in the shipping charges and stuff uh, yeah. alone. At least it is for me. Totally. So. Uh, totally worth the deal, and it and it doesn't cost you anything to to start the trial, and it helps out Cinema Geekly all at the same time. Uh, Aaron, since yes, there sir. is nothing on the website, normally this is where we do what's new on the website. There is nothing new. Uh, what do you, what do you, are there uh, any any rumors floating about? I'm sure there is. It's it's Hollywood, so there, I'm sure there I'm sure there's always something. Did you did you know that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be playing the villain in all three Star Wars movies? <laughs> I read it on Cosmic Book News or something, you know, Aquaman and Matt Damon's Aquaman, I'm sure. So Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of wacky shit going around. Uh, no, I, I read the LBC3 stuff. Uh, you know, at first his refs were denying it, but now he's, you know, playing really coy about the whole thing. So, you know, I'm sure he's interested in it. He did recently drop out of a, of a picture that's uh, set to shoot soon with the Guillermo del Toro. So it's convenient that his schedule is clearing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially you know with the uh, the 2015 release of the latest Star Wars movie, so the the timing itself is conspicuous. But uh, you know, who knows? I mean, Ant Man's getting ready to gear up too, and there's there's been a long-standing belief by myself that he is going to be Ant Man. So that'd be so great. Yeah, that would be great. He could really he could really do it too. Until I, I didn't see any inter like personal interviews with the guy uh, until the Star Trek movie came out, and I had no idea how goofy and relaxed and laid back he was because. Uh, all of his characters seem so dark and brooding, and I just felt like somehow like that's what the guy is kind of really like, since that's all he really seems to do, uh, right. and, does, and does it well, mind you. But every every interview I've seen with him, he's, he seems so laid back. No, he's he's a real actor, man. The, the guy could turn it on, like not unlike Ashton Kutcher, where he's <laughs> he plays assholes and he is an asshole. That, he's in the asshole wheelhouse. Whereas, you know, like RDJ, LBC3, U of McGregor, like those motherfuckers, you know, they hone their craft and they know what's going on. For real. Um, <laughs> there was, uh, there was, uh, okay, so are there uh, any other, any other rumors circulating at all? Anything of, anything of note? I, I do have a theory I would like to postulate it, you know, oh, if I abso- could. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Joss Whedon uh, is is hinting, you know, he, he's said as as much that uh, he's considering killing off a hero in the Avengers Two Age Voltron movie coming out. Mm-hmm. And I have a theory as to who I believe it could be. See you later, uh, Hawkeye. Right? Yeah. <laughs> as to who could be uh, could be dying uh, in the MCU. Uh, I, I think if anyone could go early. I think it, uh, it would be uh, Steve Rogers. Oh, Captain America. Okay. Captain America. Yeah, I, I, I think that they do have a, a slight blueprint set up in, in the comics. Uh, for anyone you know who isn't really up on their Marvel comics, you may want to just take this with a grain of salt or just skip ahead a little bit if you don't want to hear what I'm about to say. But in the comic books, uh, during the Superhero Registration Act, Steve Rogers essentially you know refuses uh, you know to sign and he gets assassinated kind of deal. You know, and then there's you know. You know some comic booky stuff, and Captain America comes back. But you know, at one point, uh, you know, Bucky takes over the mantle. So I believe that they could be setting this up really well. Whereas we know the Winter Soldier is, you know, Bucky coming back, but he's going to be all, you know, part bionic and you know, super soldiery. And I think uh, 
with the Avengers 2 coming up, they could essentially have Steve Rogers sacrifice himself because he, you know, from his speech he gave to Tony Stark, you know, he he could be the one to, you know, lay his life down on the wire and all that, you know, and I think he would he would be totally the guy to make the sacrifice to, you know, kill himself to, to save his entire team, you know, or the world uh, in the Avengers Age of, Ult- Age of Ultron. And if that happened, uh, you know, it'd be perfect for uh, Sebastian Stan, you know, uh, Bucky to step in and take up the mantle as Captain America and continue it. I mean, it also ties to the fact that we know that Chris Evans only signed a six-picture deal, and Avengers 2 will be his fourth. I mean, you right. know, it, we know Marvel, uh, you know, w- with the backing of the mouse, uh, they do have ways of getting folks to do their movies again. Uh so I think it'd be a good way to maybe you know allow Chris Evans to do something else. I know he likes doing a lot of indie movies and all that. And there's further storylines to where you know Captain America essentially ends up uh, you know lost in a time vortex, and uh, you know through the red the Red Skull getting zapped up by the Cosmic Cube, they kind of do like this cosmic battle where they both eventually make their way back to modern time. So that'd be a good way to reintroduce uh, Hugo Weaving's Red Skull in you know like Captain America three or four. Uh, you know, whatever. So, it, it, you know, it, in my mind, it makes perfect sense. Like, Steve Rogers would be the one to go because we know it's definitely not going to be uh, Natasha Romanoff, Scarlett Johansson, because, you know, it's Joss Whedon, you know, and he said she's going to have a much bigger role. She'll be, yeah. you know, a very key part of the Avengers 2 Age Voltron. And we know it's like, you know, it's more than likely not going to be Robert Downey Jr. because they're not going to murder someone from, you know, the top grossing franchise. Definitely not going to be Thor. Like, Captain America is really the only one that is set up to where, you know, for comic book lore to not have fanboys just, you know... Shit all uh, over it, right? Shit all over it and, you know, just storm Hollywood with torches and pitchforks would be to have Bucky stick to the cannon and take over as Captain America. So that that's just my uh, my theory on that. I mean, you know, what happens a couple years from now, you know, who knows? <laughs> um, let's talk about some TV stuff real quick. Uh, the, uh, it, it continues tonight, uh, as we're, as of this recording, the podcast is not going to be going up until, uh, tomorrow, but as of, as of tonight, we are now down to the second to last episode of Breaking Bad, which I, we don't want to oh. get into too deep because Glenn has stopped just before the season, correct? Oh, Glenn. Yeah, I've, I, I, I'm on the first, I've watched the first episode of season five. Okay. So he's, he's and catching up. I, I w- that's what I was going to do when I had the dilemma of watching Orange is the New Black or Breaking Bad. I was like, well, because my roommate, he's waiting for it to finish, and then we're just he's going to watch it all anyway. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm in no hurry to watch it. And so that's when I started Orange is the New Black and finished it. And So we won't we won't go into spoilerific <laughs> talk for Glenn, but we're near the, the second to, to last episode. Aaron, is there anything you can say about this season that uh, without, you know, spoiling any major points of of the show just to just just to describe (laughs) i think that's about it it's just been it's it's been perfect for me uh yeah it's some of the most compelling moments i mean you know not just in the history of the show i i think damn near in any any television series i have seen uh yeah they're just clicking on all cylinders to wrap this thing up and i have truly you know much like yourself we all have theories about where shows are going to go based on evidence we've seen uh you know illusions in in previous uh episodes i really have no clue what the hell is going to happen uh yeah i mean and and this this is definitely i mean we haven't even i haven't even seen the last two episodes yet but this is easily (laughs) this is easily a contender for you know my favorite TV show ever, and that's and that's difficult because uh, 
I'm a I'm a Star Trek fanboy, and there's lots of Star Trek to contend with, and it's very difficult for me to put anything above the thing I love more than anything else. But this is easily easily moving its way in there, and I I really at this point uh, I have complete and utter faith in uh, in them, and it, it was totally summed up. I think it was actually summed up for me by of all people, Damon Lindelof on Twitter mm. after one of the episodes uh, was just like Dear Breaking Bad. Um, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen next. And uh, I love that. I don't know now. And, you know, uh, I mean, cause that's, that's kind of how, uh, how I felt. He's like, I, I have no idea what's going to happen next. I love, uh, I love not knowing. And that's, I mean, cause I thought I had, you know, ideas and things like that. And, uh, almost as if they were reading my mind. Uh, they they just you know I mean we said I've said it a bunch of times. For me, what really sealed what really sealed it for me was when the second half of uh, season five started, and uh, the thing I thought was going to be the big payoff to the show, which was mm-hmm. Walt and Hank confronting each other, happened right in that episode. Like they were yeah. reading my mind, and I'm like, oh, that's what you think is going to happen? Fuck you, we're doing it this episode, motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, that I mean, it blew my mind. I'm like, they're doing that now? Like, what the shit happens then? And uh, yeah, I mean, they had they've had me hooked. This was to me, uh, uh, barring some sort of monumental crazy shit where the series ends and they're all in purgatory or something and. Or they all died at the beginning of the season, or something like that, and we didn't know. Barring some sort of monumental craziness, uh, I think it easily could be considered one of the best shows ever made. Period. Ever. End of sentence. Yeah. Uh, so I'm. I'm. I can't wait for. I with, can't uh, wait for more. With, with how hot this show is right now, just how great it is, and it's on Sunday nights. I mean, and all, I, I find it really hard. Uh, you know, Sons of Anarchy. You know, their their last season is going to be the, the the next season after this. So I mean, they're really like they're hitting like a lot of dramatic, really big dramatic moments too. But it's just, yeah. it, it it's like having someone. And by the way, with, I've enjoyed. It's the like first having someone episodes. play with your balls right after you nut. It's like it's nice, but it's just not quite like Breaking <laughs> Bad. Just that that's just everything in one shot. And then Sons yeah. of Anarchy, like they're trying to come up for it, but it's just like a little like a little just like a little tickle on them, and it's not. It, it it might be unfair to, to Sons of Anarchy, but Breaking Bad is just holy shit. Oh, Breaking shit. Breaking Bad's killing uh, killing it as far as as that's concerned. I, I try not to even lump them together. I and I really like Sons of Anarchy, but for me, Sons yeah. of Anarchy has had ups and downs. Where I, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just too goddamn blinded by the the bald head of goddamn Heisenberg. But uh, to me, there hasn't there haven't been any lows for Breaking Bad for me. I, I can't think of an episode that I'm like, oh well, that was a shit episode. Uh, to me, I just I haven't encountered one like that. I've really loved everything they've done, and yeah, everything they you. did had me wanting to see more. So, uh, Sons of Anarchy, there there was a time where it kind of lost me a little bit, uh, and it's still for me, it's kind of working. I've liked the first couple episodes I've seen from this season, so uh, by and by and large, they're starting to win me back a little bit. Uh, speaking of shows, though, Tuesday night, eight o'clock, ABC Agents oh, of God, Shield is debuting the pilot episode. Uh, how excited, Glenn? Are you uh, going to be checking this out? Yeah, I'm going to be checking it out. <laughs> okay, uh, highly anticipated. Aaron, what do we know about the show? Because all I know is that the show exists. Uh, I know that Clark Gregg is going to be a part of it. I know that uh, possibly Maria Hill will be making a, a cameo appearance in uh, at some point or whatever. And I know that Joss Whedon is behind it. And I know that it is also on Tuesday 
at eight o'clock on ABC, and that is all I know about this show. Uh, what what else is there that I'm missing? I mean, obviously there's other cast members and stuff, but do you have there's uh, a lot of the cast members, and the, they're not really they're being surprisingly tight-lipped about it. I mean, we, we do know that uh, you know at least one of the characters that they're, they're teasing thus far, you know, will be of super uh, you know superhuman origin, uh, but we don't know is just you know who he is exactly. I mean, you know, they, they've given a, they've thrown out a couple of names, right. uh, and you know all the names they've said like some of them do have ties to uh different characters in the Marvel universe and all that and which I think it's just kind of smoke right now but the really uh infuriating part of it all is that uh the, the powers that that this guy August uh J August Richards I'm sorry yeah is the actor's name you know from from Angel a uh, very talented actor he mm-hmm. uh he seems to have the powers to where he could be maybe you know he could be Luke Cage, Power Man. He could be Rage. I mean, he, he fits uh, the look uh, of both characters. I mean, he could be something completely different. I mean, so there, there's a lot of surprises in store. And we know also just from different clips we've seen, they do allude to the Hulk. They allude to Iron Man. Uh, we know from Iron Man three that they mentioned damage control, which is essentially the the cleanup team that goes in and, mm-hmm. uh, and cleans up all the aftermath of these superhero battles and all that. So I mean, I think we're really in store for a lot. And I know the show right now it's already tracking fabulously. I mean, they already they're already showing promos uh, from episode two and episode three. So ABC really has a lot of faith in the show itself, and I'm sure you know it's going to do great given the right. team that, that's putting it out and the fan base that's already in place. Uh, it's uh, God damn, yeah. It could I just, be huge, I, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Um, I've seen, I have seen people complaining. It's just people that don't really understand the situation. But I have seen people complaining like, why couldn't this be on one of those awesome networks like AMC or like FX or like those shows that really take, uh, let the creative flow with the people running the shows or whatever. And I mean, obviously the answer is there in front of people's face. Disney owns Marvel. Disney owns uh, ABC. Uh, so any Marvel show is going to be on ABC. They're yeah. never going to put it on like another channel or anything like that unless Disney owns that shit. So right. that is why it is on ABC. But, I mean, you know, we saw what Disney let Marvel do with their films. It's not like they, you know, they it's not like they PG'd them up specifically for little kids or anything like that. They uh, let them do their thing, and it's probably going to be the same case with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, otherwise it would not be on at eight o'clock on, on a school night. So it's on just late. It's on just late enough for older, you know, for older kids to be able to watch, but on late enough that it's not really for, you know, your, your five year old or or something like that. So clearly they they are trying to aim it more towards young adults and adults. So, and, uh, and and that's their target audience. And and, uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up is that uh, Colston mentioned uh, in the Avengers, you know, w- w- when he's walking with Pepper Potts and she asks him about that, the, the cellist he's dating, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, everyone automatically assumes like it could be Scarlet Witch. And we know with the Avengers 2 coming up, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch uh, will be in the movie. Yeah. Uh, now, some rumors uh, that just recently came forward are, are that they're really going to address uh, this, you know, the Scarlet Witch without, you know, getting too far into it, uh, into the show. Like they're at least going to tease her. Mm hmm. And all that, so it should be interesting. Like uh, my curiosity lies as far as Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch go. Like we know from the comic book backgrounds that they are they're Magneto's kids, but yeah. Fox owns mutants. I mean, they, they own every mutant. Like they they can't refer to them as mutants at all. <laughs> right. you know, they could they could call them you know Scarlet Witch and uh, and Quicksilver. Now, uh, 
one interesting theory I picked up on, and um, the more I read into it, I'm starting to agree, is that uh, they think that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver will be uh, Inhumans from the comic book, the Inhumans in Marvel instead of mutants. Right. Uh, which is essentially, uh, you know, it, it's almost having mutants without calling them mutants. Essentially, right, 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 is, right, is what right. the Inhumans are. So it uh, it's gonna be really exciting to see because basically the Inhumans are uh, they're a race of people, uh, you know, a very scientifically advanced uh, people, um, mm-hmm. and uh, at a certain point in their lives, like in, like in their genesis, they go through uh, this sort of a of a misting. Uh, that has them transformed to what's on the inside. It's called the teragenesis, where they essentially uh, they become who they're supposed to be. Uh, like you know, they could be like a normal you know little girl, and then they come out of the mist like a you know an eight foot tall green monster with you know wings. I mean, just you know, it, it's all sorts of interesting things going on there. So I think that they will be addressed as being inhumans instead of mutants. But I mean, how they uh, how they introduce them and start addressing like you know, because obviously they'll have the show in place. They could use it to start setting up the Avengers too. Uh, it's going to be really exciting to see exactly how far in depth they go. And like, you know, will will we see team members from Agents of Shield in the Avengers too? Like on the Helicarrier? Like obviously these people, that's where they work. I mean, you know, that that's their goddamn nine to five. So why, you know, it's uh, it's really exciting. It's a good um, time to be a nerd. It is. It is. Uh, speaking of, this is a good week to be a nerd if you're a big fan of uh, getting your movies on Blu-ray. Oh yeah. The Blu-ray releases for this week are are uh, hefty. There's a lot of great stuff coming out for this is for September 24th, 2013 scream factory and shout factory is releasing psycho two and psycho three. I've never seen those movies, but I'm guessing in relation to uh, the original psycho film, Uh, the complete 16th season of South park from comedy central and paramount is hitting blu-ray. I know Glenn is going out of his way to pick up season one of Hannibal from Lionsgate. For yep. sure. Uh, American Horror Story Asylum is coming out on Blu-ray from Fox. The 35th anniversary edition of Halloween is coming out on Blu-ray from Anchor Bay and Stars. And uh, the uh, the two big releases, of course, the Dark Knight Trilogy Ultimate Collector's Edition. You knew it was coming. Jesus. Uh, it's hitting Blu-ray in a couple of days. $79.99 from Amazon. And uh, so far, all I know about this, according to the Amazon website, is that it contains bonus content from all three films, and uh, and it comes in a nice box, apparently. Well, also one thing that's popped up online that ties into that is what we were talking about uh, before the show was the uh, Chris Bale screen test. Oh yes, yes, yes. For Batman, that'll be included on there. For anyone who hasn't seen it yet, please do yourself a favor and Google it. Uh, it, it is interesting, uh, <laughs> and I don't know it. it it, it, it's pretty telling to me as far as a lot of things about that film exactly, uh, like how involved Nolan was as far as uh, as who Batman was to be in those movies. And, so. by, and by the way, you should check out uh, check it out on on Amazon. They have a, a whole look at what the box set has, and it's amazing uh, artwork and stuff. There's a, a booklet that comes with it full of stuff like that, and it's uh, designed in book form to hold the disc. And apparently. It comes with a little tumbler, a little bat uh, cycle, and uh, whatever that thing was that he flew around in in the last movie. The, the bat pod, I think, right? The thing that is in a car. <laughs> that thing. And, of course, the big release is uh, Iron Man 3 on Blu-ray and 3D combo pack. 
from Marvel and Disney. Those are the big Blu-ray releases for September the 24th. Uh, let's jibber-jabber a little bit about top of the box office. Again, a slow week. One Direction, This Is Us, is at the bottom of the list, followed by Planes, Instructions Not Included, Where Are the Millers, Lee, Daniels, The Butler. Uh, Riddick was in third place at $6.8 million. The Family, with Robert De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer, made $14 million and is sitting at 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, Insidious Chapter Two continues to rake in money, forty point three million uh, this past week, even though it's doing about as well critically as the De Niro flick. Wow. Uh, we, uh, I believe, uh, mentioned that the uh, the Wizard of Oz is opening in IMAX on the twentieth. Uh, so that is in IMAX, the original Wizard of Oz in IMAX 3D. Uh, I believe Glenn and I talked about whether or not. Uh, this would be particularly uh, creepy. <laughs> yeah, <or> interesting. <laughs> um, I mean, well, I mean, it's it's the original Wizard of Oz is an old film, and how would that look on a gigantic IMAX? Uh, you know, I'm I'm curious to curious to know. Uh, and then, of course, the the wide release is Prisoners with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal, which is getting a lot of great reviews. It's 79 percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Yeah, I really got to I, I got to get out and see that movie. And that is certified fresh. Just for for me this is one of those movies that came out of nowhere. Uh we did talk about it last week because there were no real releases last week. Uh so it's yes, if it sounds like we're repeating the same uh releases that's because it is. There were no wide releases apparently last week and uh uh <laughs> this week uh finally Prisoners is coming out, but it's getting a lot of a lot of great reviews and this is one, I guess one of those movies that just sneaks up. Uh, I had no idea it was even being made, and uh, lo and behold, it pops up and people are raving about it. They're saying it's excellent. The synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes says, Haunting, suspenseful, and masterfully acted, Prisoners has an emotional complexity and a sense of dread that makes for absorbing and disturbing viewing. So that sounds that sounds fun. Maybe we'll, It really does. Maybe I'm... we'll go check that out. For sure. Uh, that sound, That sounds real good. Yeah, uh, hopefully. I, uh, speaking of good, I uh, I did actually pick up the uh, the recently released Friday the Thirteenth uh, Blu-ray box set. Oh, of course, yeah. How did that? Uh, how's that working out for you? Oh my god, it's so good. You know, it, of course, people are going to complain because you know there's no director's cuts of these films. But I mean, the, the restoration they did to get the previously unreleased ones uh, to Blu-ray it looks absolutely great. I mean, it's uh, god, it, it's just a really awesome awesome set and there's a few goodies in there uh you know th- there's a a red strap on the whole thing that that, that quotes uh you know the, the crazy guy where he's like i warned you about blah 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 like from the first one uh the movies itself are in a really nice jacket uh you know there's so many special features uh you know documentaries and all that uh mm-hmm. But but the the real uh, highlight of it for me is uh the, it's it's a forty page excerpt from uh, the Crystal Lake Memories the complete history of Friday the Thirteenth that uh, Titan Books. Uh, <clears throat> our Titan friends books. at Titan Books. Our, our friends at Titan Books. So, if you'd like us to review that, go ahead and uh, and ship it on out. Yeah, the the forty page booklet itself. I mean, it's uh, it, it's just a few little slices from interviews they did. Apparently, they interviewed over two hundred people uh, from cast and crew, from you know uh, all nine films. Right. There's storyboards. Uh, you know the concept art. There's behind the scene photos and all that. Like I just, I am immersed in this entire box set currently because you know it is the season for scary. So it's, Indeed, uh, yeah. 
it, it's been very exciting to we're go quick, through. And we're start quickly, uh, we're quickly approaching that time where we're going to start talking about our favorite horror movies and whatnot. And I can sit here dumbfounded and be like, I don't really watch much. Uh, Ghostbusters, <laughs> does that count? Jobs, uh, jobs. <laughs> jobs, that count. Um, oh, maybe uh, the way Aaron was talking about that box set, maybe there will be a, a second review from Aaron on the you, website. Maybe it's, it's ridiculously good. Like I, I'm, uh, I, I just got through number three uh, in the Blu-ray set, and yeah, it, it's each copy looks really, really good. Oh, um, and one of the freebies that included also, I'm sorry, is a is a crystal as a Camp Crystal Lake patch, like one would wear. Uh, oh, awesome. If you actually attended the camp itself, so you can sew on your uh, on your sash, perhaps. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, now I got to go get a sash, but I mean, that's, <laughs> that's whatever. <laughs> thanks for thanks for spending money I don't have right but now. But you know what? I'll get it through Amazon, so I don't have to leave the house. There you go. They so got sashes. Go. They do I have sashes. They, they have an entire sash section. <laughs> ready to go we're, we're done plugging amazon for this week <laughs> as always you can check us out on the dot com cinemageekly.com we're on all of the social medias uh all the important ones anyway fuck you pinterest uh we're on twitter facebook google plus and tumblr all at cinema geekly oh uh, can we get a pinterest page like how do we how do we become a pin i don't know i don't know how that happens I have to look that up. I don't know, um, but we <laughs> we're also on iTunes. If you want to get your podcast directly that way, uh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Rate and podcast. Yeah, Re- you don't even have to really review; just rate a five star. That son of a bitch over and over. Yeah, again. exactly. Uh, they only let you do it once, but rate and review the podcast. That helps uh, helps people find us a little bit easier when searching for movie podcasts, uh, like people often do. Uh, and, of course, if you uh, want to contact us, you can do it through the social media pages that I've already uh, already spewed forth to you. But, of course, if you're an Internet curmudgeon, you can do it the old-fashioned Internet way through email. Info at cinemageekly.com is where you would send those emails, especially Mitchell from that city that I can't remember now, uh, if you want to continue trolling us, sir. And it Morgan sticks like Saint shit. We know that. <laughs> what was that? And Morgan from St. Alac County, if she just keeps complaining about video game reviews, I'll just pump out Sega Genesis reviews. She's asking about them. Let's, uh, so let's we have just... two trolls now. Man, we are starting to hit the hit our stride, fellas. Well, I don't think she was really trolling us. <laughs> I, I think I think it was I think it was more along the lines of I like your website a lot. I just oh. wish you guys would do more like TV show reviews and more video game stuff. Um, so uh, I don't know. We we you uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. That game is out, right? People like that. Hey, that, that, yeah, that's a thing, right? No, really. I mean, it, it, if you guys want to help us out and you want us to be able to start reviewing stuff, I mean, you know, it, we're, we're trying to expand this thing, you know, to maybe to where Absolutely. we might be able to do it uh, in place of our job. So rate the podcast, you know, help us. Yeah, that would be that would be help tremendous. share our awesomeness with the world so that we can provide you better content. Yeah, so really, be... it's your own fault if yeah. we're not doing good stuff i mean if you if you've always wanted to to write or whatever we have a super laid back uh website just ask glenn how easy it was to start writing yep. here <laughs> uh insanely easy uh he's just like hey can i write for you guys and i said sure and now he does uh so if, list. yeah yeah if you're if you're so if you're interested just contact us. or if you know somebody who would be interested even better uh with open arms we would greet them with the more the more the merrier over here at cinemageekly.com Unless they like the Grown Ups franchise, and you stay right the fuck away. No, 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 no. We're not going to allow that at all on this website. That is a banned franchise of films. 
so we'll be back next week, hopefully with more with more news to talk about. But in the meantime, fill up those inboxes or those direct message uh, boxes with uh, your questions or comments. Uh, oh, yes. like that. Th- things that you want us to talk about, we will talk about. We'll read about if it. If anyone could find that link also to that French poster for Joyful Noise, <laughs> please send it to me. Just send it directly to Aaron on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, don't yeah, don't don't put that through regular channels, please. No, absolutely not. <laughs> that is private, sir. Very uh, private. <laughs> so for uh, Aaron DeLos and Glenn Beauvais, I'm Anthony Lewis. We will be back next week on the Cinema Geekly Podcast. Hey, Cinema Geekly listener, it's Anthony Lewis. Have you ever asked yourself, Self, I'd really like to support CinemaGeekly.com. I love the content. I love the podcasts. It's all great. I love it. I just don't want to use that donate button at the top of the page. Yes, there is one. But nobody uses that. Uh, Maybe because you're afraid of, uh, of going through a, a company like PayPal. Maybe you don't trust PayPal. I think it's cool to trust PayPal. I use it all the time. But you know what? Some people might not trust PayPal, and that's fine. So now you're depressed. You'll want to help out CinemaGeekly.com. You want to help out the site you love so much. But you just can't. There isn't a way. Well, you know what? We've brought a way to you. If you shop on Amazon.com. And at this point, I'm not sure who doesn't. Amazon has a gajillion products available to people just like you and me. From movies, video games. You want to watch movies? Buy a TV, Blu-ray player. You can get any of that stuff from Amazon. You can buy like a kayak uh, from Amazon. There's literally something for everybody. If you're like me, you've got Amazon.com bookmarked. But you know what? I say to you, throw that bookmark away. Just go to cinemageekly.com. On the right-hand side of our page, there's a big button with the Amazon logo. You just click that. It takes you to Amazon like normal. You shop like normal. There's no extra cost to you whatsoever. But for every purchase you make through that link on the cinemageekly.com website, Amazon is going to shave off 8 to 10% of that purchase and give it right back to Cinema Geekly. So if you are looking for a way to uh, help out your favoritist website in the whole wide universe, or multiverse, or hooniverse, then look no further. Click that button on the right side of cinemageekly.com, buy yourself some cool shit from amazon.com, and help out Cinema Geekly all at the same time. (laughs) 